Hi, everybody. I'm Leslie Allen, and you are listening to Brothers on Tennis. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we've got another week of good tennis for you. Man, Bryce, there were like a ton of tournaments last week. And all of them were pretty, pretty, I'd say they were pretty good. What were your thoughts, man? You know, it was good. Look, I am still kind of in this mode that I'm so happy that tennis is back. Yes. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm sometimes I'm I'm watching two scrubs play and um, (laughs) I'm, I'm glad about it. Um, uh, but you know, no, I'm really glad it's back. And, and of course I was, I was really, really happy to see Roger Federer back this yes, week. I mean, yes. that, it just, it just reminded me of what we've been missing since mm-hmm. he's been gone. You know, the, just the class and the style and the, the shots and, you know, none of the rest of these punks got nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like how, I like how you said that exactly. I'm serious. Um, they they don't. I mean, he he's he is there's a reason why Roger is different from everybody else and it's not just the way he carries himself. A lot of it has to do with his actual tennis and his style and the way it looks like he floats on the court and nobody nobody right. has that transition game and and net game that he has. Mm-hmm. I mean, Roger may not be the best volleyer, like just stand there and doubles at the net. But when you talk about approach shot and right. and in a singles match and getting to the net and 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 owning it, there's nobody better. Exactly, no one him. better. No one, no one. He is is as far as just the aesthetics of playing the game of tennis. I like I said, I don't have the history of anybody, you know, really really early in the game, but. He by far has the best looking game that I've ever, ever seen. Just it just the flow of it and just it looks so it just looks smooth, man. <laughs> it just looks right. smooth. So yeah, yeah. I miss him. And the minute I saw him back on court, it was just like I got chills when he was walking, walking on two. I was like, <laughs> Yes, there you yeah. are. We yeah. missed you. <laughs> and, and real quick to uh the the folks that are out there, we see Miles and Greer and Paul and everyone. Um, you know, we're going to do our thing here for a little bit. And then, you know, if you're interested, we'll invite you guys up at the end to uh, chum it up with us a little bit. But, um, Isaac, any, I don't know if there's anything you wanted to say, because before we get to the tournament, mm-hmm. I have some hot topics that I want to bring up for us yeah. to talk about real quick. Yeah, no. but I-, I wanted to see if you had anything first. No, no, nothing, nothing, nothing that I, I can't mention during the closing. So, yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> okay. All right. And and I'm just going to go down the list here. And it's just about three or four things. But, right. you know, I wanted to, to, to mention. Number one, congratulations to Taylor Townsend. Um, she had her baby boy this weekend. Awesome. Uh, named him Aiden Aubrey. Okay. And that nice name. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, she looked to be doing fine. I mean, well enough to, to do, um, you know, post on social media. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we hope that, you know, uh, she's happy with, with child now and that she's able to, uh, if she wants right. return, you know, to the tennis tour and, uh, just wishing her all the best. Absolutely. Uh, kudos to you, Taylor. That is wonderful news. 
Um, the next thing, which wasn't such good news, but, you know, we continue to roll with the punches here, um, is that Kim Clijsters, uh unfortunately had to withdraw from both the Miami and the Charleston tournament. Uh, she right. had received wild cards to both of those, but she stated, and I didn't even know this, I guess she had COVID oh. uh, in January, and she said that that really kind of impacted her overall training schedule. So she's not quite where she wants to be to be able to compete. Mm-hmm. So um, she's going to take the time that she needs. And uh, But I was really looking forward to seeing her. Uh, <laughs> but I want to see her when she's right. Well, so. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I hadn't heard that she had had COVID, but I did hear that she pulled out of both of the tournaments. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely sad to hear that. But at the same time, it's like you said, you want, we want – we want, you know, 100% Clijsters. We don't want her to get out there and potentially injure herself if she's not 100%. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, also wanted our listeners to be aware, this past weekend we released episode number 102, which was an interview with the legendary Leslie Allen. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't know who Leslie Allen is, please look her up. Um, she covers that that span between really Althea Gibson and Zena Garrison. So if you thought that Zena Garrison was the next African-American woman tennis champion after Althea Gibson, you're wrong. It was Leslie Allen. And (laughs) uh, she has a great story to tell. And and Isaac, I mean, I I know we both really enjoyed that, that interview. It was awesome. Yeah. It was really awesome. Not only just to, hear her story, but hear her tell it. And uh, Leslie's a character. Uh, she is awesome. And uh, we had a lot of fun during that interview. And uh, definitely, definitely, if you don't know about Leslie, uh, go out there and listen to that episode and do a little bit of research because she too is one of those kind of unsung heroes. Um, and we want to make sure that we're, we're celebrating um, our, 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 our sisters and our queens um, who have uh, paved the way for again your venuses and your serenas and the and the modern day folks that we know today right absolutely so please go out and listen uh episode number 102 for brothers yes. on tennis uh just a couple more things uh one <laughs> donald young came across my feed this week and i was wondering why is donald young coming across my feed <laughs> um, and apparently he is playing in a challenger in cleveland who knew that cleveland had anything to do with tennis anymore right um and so he's there and so is uh mr keys uh yeah. they are both there so shout out to tennis in ohio i didn't know that we had anything there outside of um the western and southern yeah I, same here that's surprising to hear i did not know that but uh yeah hopefully the the fellas represent and then and, and you know somebody comes through there and, and snags that title right right yeah so, come on uh, donald um and the next thing, just real quick, I wanted to mention is, uh, and I only have two left, and then we'll—I promise we will—we <laughs> will get to the uh, to the tournaments. Um, Rublev made a very interesting comment, and I—it just kind of caught me by surprise. And and basically, he had stated that he doesn't yet have enough money to buy an apartment. He said, you know, people have to remember he had to pay for five months of his 
of his whole team while there was no tennis going on last mm. year. Now, I don't know where he's looking to buy an apartment at. <laughs> Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> Even so, this man won five tournaments last year. I know five, what five? Well, close to five, five hundred. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, was in the year ending championship where they get that nice bonus for even making it mm-hmm. there. So either, you know, he needs some money management strategies <laughs> or he's paying his team too much. I was because, about to say, I need to be a part of his team. That's what that sounds like. Right. I mean, like, how, <laughs> how, how, how you yeah. can't afford an apartment? Exactly. I don't know what kind of apartment he's looking at. Right. Well, remember, but, he's young, and he was in that little boy band. So, you know, he got them, you know, he he might be trying to live that life. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't think he's going to get a whole lot of sympathy from people. No. Um, <laughs> thinking he don't have enough money to get an apartment with all that money he done made. Exactly. Millions and millions yeah. of yeah. dollars. Yeah, Rublev, shame on you, friend. Come on now. <laughs> anyway, uh, man, and you you never know. May, I wasn't in the room when he was being interviewed, so maybe he was completely joking. I, I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure, but, you know. Wow, yeah. Now, here's the last thing that I want to bring up. And this is about Alexander Sasha Zverev. All right. And, you know, I tolerate him. I've been tolerating him. I mean, he got a little bit of talent. He done done a few things, you know. I mean, yeah, he's supposedly part of this next generation, you know. But he came out and he stated that, oh, I like Roger Federer and all, but I made it to the finals of the U.S. Open and he didn't play at all last year. And he still ranked higher than me. Now, and then he said something like the the ranking system is jacked up. So (laughs) just my initial reaction reading that, I was like, okay, number one, we know why the ranking system isn't how it normally is. There's a reason for that. Right. Right. There's a reason. And we understand that this is a temporary situation, right? This wasn't a change that they made to the ATP ranking system that is going to be like this from now to the end of time. It was for a period of time because we were in a global pandemic. Exactly. Okay. So there is a reason why. Number two. I don't appreciate you using Roger Federer as an example (laughs) because you should never complain about where your ranking is in compared to Roger Federer because you have, there's a very good chance you may never be 120th of the champion that Roger (laughs) Federer is. I didn't just pull that fraction out of the air. Mm. I, I admit that. I know people are saying, you know, yeah, he's a future champion. I don't know. Because all I remember was Dominic team at the U.S. Open was down two sets to love and on a bad foot and decided (laughs) to win and beat him. Okay, that's what I remember. And all I know is if CeCe Pass get that weak backhand together between him, Medvedev, team, center, 
uh, Rublev. Mm-hmm. Hey, Aslan Karatsev. <laughs> there may not be no room for Zerv to get, uh, um, you know, a, a Grand Slam title. And and it just to me, why are you complaining about one of these pandemic adjustments again, Mister? You know, I mean, don't you have a baby coming that you mm. need to be preparing for? Well. Don't you you have a domestic abuse case coming up (laughs) that that you you got to deal with? See, that's probably what it is. He's probably trying to take it take attention away from them things. That's why he coming to Fed because he know that'll get attention. Well, is he coming for for Fed because Fed's management company Top Eight just dropped him? Mm, Well, you know, Mister Corona Virus for Everyone tour participant. You know, Mr. Oh, I'm going to quarantine, but the next week you're going to catch me in the club turning up. Turned up. Yes, sir. That'd be him. I am really tired of (laughs) Alexander Zerf. Ain't nobody checking for him. And Isaac, I don't know. I'm I'm actually shocked that Nick Kyrgios hasn't come out with anything Because you know Nick be putting Sasha on blast. He put everybody on blast, but he particularly likes putting Sasha on blast. So he I'm not hasn't heard it yet. Yeah, he I don't heard he, it yet. Exactly. So he he probably hasn't heard it yet, and, and is still kind of kind of you know waiting waiting to see. Because you know Nick is the spokesperson for Roger. With you know if you come at Roger, you are gonna have to deal with 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 uh, with Nick Kirio. So um, it, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, let's just, let's call it what it is. And I think we've already talked about the fact that we kind of lumped Zverev in that same category as, as, as Djokovic, as it relates to common sense, um, which ain't got much. Um, it, it just, it just, it shows a lot of just poor form on his part to come out there like that. Again, um, you, you, you don't come at Roger. You you don't come at Roger. That's or just, don't, or you yeah. don't even use him as an example. No, not at all. Just, you just yeah. You you leave leave his name out your mouth. He, his name should not be on your tongue if you got some sharp you need to say. Um, that's not the one that you try and and, and use as as an example there. So um, so yeah yeah. That's um, but again, it's it's varied. So there you have it. I mean, it's not like it's something that you know. We wouldn't expect. Right. So anyway, I'm sorry to get this episode off. <laughs> I, I, I read that like probably just a couple hours before we we came on air, and I. <sighs> anyway, <sighs> so let's talk about the tennis from last week, right? So yeah. We, so we had what uh, three men's tournaments last week, and we had two women's tournaments last week, and. Uh, let's start with the ladies, okay? All so right. I, let's start over in Guadalajara, right? All right. Where we had uh, a champion, Cerebes Tormo, playing yes, against a resurgent, Jeannie Bouchard. Who, what, under what rock did they find her? Where did she come from? <laughs> I know, right? Where's uh, where's Howard? Oh, he ain't in the room yet, huh? Because you know, he'd be, he be loving him some uh, Jeannie Bouchard. But, um, but you could tell that, well, listen, Jeannie Bouchard has been actually playing some good tennis of late. Even after the pandemic, she mm-hmm. was one of the first ones to get out there and try and get her game sharp. And, you know, she had all that time where she was had the case against the USTA and blah, blah, blah. So I think she's finally gotten to that point where she's like, look, I'm really ready to get back into my tennis. 
And she's been doing that since last year. And I feel like this is yet another, you know, really good, good uh, result for her. It mm-hmm. shows good progress. Um, I mean, you could tell that this was her first final in a very long time because she just, you know, I, I feel like the nerves kind of got to her a bit and she wasn't able to pull out her best tennis. Um, but still, I feel like it was a really good result for her to be able to make it to a final. Um, she took out like McNally on the way and Cochiretto, who is, you know, really, you know, kind of, kind of coming up with her game. Props um, on that pronunciation too. Oh, oh did you like that? Where I liked that? it because that was going to be the main reason I didn't talk about her. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Right. Well, so, you know, I, I get some of their name right sometimes. Now, other ones, we might be tight. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I was really happy for, for Jeannie. I, I thought she did a really good job. And like I said, she didn't quite show up for the final. I think the nerves got to her a little bit. So, Suri Best Tormo was like, nah, nah, chick, this is a final. <laughs> you, you, you ain't trying to hear that. You ain't trying to put no nerves and get no title now. Uh, <laughs> so, but I still, I, I, I felt that that was a good showing for her. So that was pretty cool. How, what were your thoughts on her her run and just overall? Well, you know, she's in love. You know, she's with Mason Rudolph from the from the uh, NFL. You know, right. I guess he finally recovered from that concussion. And um, <laughs> she, you know, I, 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 you know I'm, I have no issues with Jeannie Bouchard other than, you know, other than her game is basic. And 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 people know her game, and so right. you know she may she may be, she may be able to stunt on people like in the two fifty level tournament on clay and Guadalajara, you know where nobody is. I still don't know if she's ready for for Showtime though. No. Um, I don't I don't see her against an Osaka against a Muguruza against a, a Sabalenka. I see her getting painted. Off the court with them, <laughs> you know, so exactly, so, but you got to start somewhere, right? You got to start right. somewhere. So this was a very good result for her. She got a little coin in her pocket, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we'll we'll look for her and see what she does in Miami. Right. And let's be clear. For me, Bouchard is probably a good top 50. She will never, in my opinion, get back to the form where she was, where nah. she like made a Wimbledon semi or final or whatever it was. That she right. Made. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't I don't see that for Jeannie Bouchard, because like you said, her game is very basic. And I think that there are a lot of other females out there who can play her game much better than she can. Right. Right. Yeah. She tries to be a power player and she just doesn't have that level of power that an Osaka and that, you know, those types of folks have, have in their repertoire, Sabalenka, you know, hell, even a Rabakina and, and, and hush your mouth, Paul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but she tries to play that game. And again, there are just women out there that can definitely do it better than her. So I think if Jeannie can get back into like the top 50, I feel like that's really good for her. Maybe even the top 30. I don't know if I see top 20 for her though. No, right, right. Yeah. Now, for the tournament where the real pros were playing, yeah. they were in Dubai. Yes. And as a reminder, we had there as as uh, top seeds, Svetlina, even though she wasn't there but for a minute, mm. um, Pliskova, <laughs> Sabalenka, Kavitova, Kiki Burton, Belinda Bencic, uh, Azarenka, Sviatek. And, you know, we actually had and, and, you know, I just want to bring this back up because I thought it was so funny. In the quarterfinals, we had 
a return to the matchup of Sabalenka versus Muguruza. And Sabalenka was talking that noise. She was like, okay, she got me the last time. You know, I'm looking, I, this is the rematch that I wanted. Mm. And and Muguruza was like, "Come here, let me give you what you want. Bring it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> let, let me give you what you want." And um, and took her out in three sets. You know, gave her a whole biscuit in the third set. Yes, she um, did. And and really, I mean, uh, kind of had a really strong tournament. I mean, is there anybody hotter on the women's tour right now than Muguruza? She took this title. Yeah, I mean, right now, there's, you know, of course, the only person you can think of would be Osaka, but of course, she hasn't played. But yeah, outside of Osaka, yeah, I'm not putting anybody above Muguruza right now, because she, Muguruza less is putting it on some sisters. She's like, (laughs) girl, ain't nobody scared of you. You You want some of this? Come get some of this. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I just want to call out, you know, also in the quarterfinals, Jill Teichman was like, don't nobody be me three times in a row. Coco Golf, stay in school. Right. She was like, listen, I'm going to give you some of this lefty swing for real. Because I'm tired of you, little girl. Right. Took her out three and three. But but look, let me tell you this. Coco Golf still making the quarterfinals of a 1,000 level tournament. She just continues to just go up the rankings and I and and we're seeing the maturity come in her game I mean I I just couldn't be more proud of Coco Golf than I am right now I I absolutely agree with you Bryce I mean and and let's be clear she you know there there was you know could have been an opportunity for her to even be in that final because again you had that Krajikova who made the final against Muguruza who Mm -hmm. took out Teichman so I mean, I, I still feel like you, like you said, I feel like she's making really good, steady progress. Also, happy birthday to her. She turned 17 this past Saturday. Um, so, yeah, sure I, did. Mean, I mean, just, it, it's just really great stuff. So I, I like the prog- progress that she's making and I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing her continue uh, the maturity and, and continue the growth. Um, and, and, and if you want to talk about somebody else who is growing as far as their game goes, Somebody else you need to give kudos to for making it to the quarters is Jessica Pagula. Yes. And you know what? I was just getting ready to bring that up because two other players that have been pretty hot are not only Pagula, but Elise Mertens. Mm-hmm. And they met in the quarterfinals. But let, let, let's just talk about Pagula's path for just a second. Okay. Yes. So she met Shadova in the first round and gave her a whole biscuit and a breadstick. <laughs> Then she met d- double specialist Milanovic, who still ain't gotten over Dominic Team yet, and gave her <laughs> a breadstick and a whole biscuit. And then she got Miss Carolina Pliskova, who she has been owning, and she gave her the number two seed a bagel and a whole biscuit. Mm-hmm. She's like, ain't nobody scared of you. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. Now, although, now although. Pagula ended up taking that bagel from Mertens in the third set. Uh, and in the mm-hmm. uh, quarterfinals, Pag- look, Pagula must be trying to come for somebody's spot on the Olympics team. She she must be because she is showing out this season. She's just like, listen, I, I had me a good little run last year in world team tennis, and my game is feeling right. I'm about to what? Bring it. And I'm going to try and get me a spot. Don't, don't sleep on her, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. 
And quietly, this to me, even the match against Mertens was a clear example of kind of what happened against uh, Jim Brady in the U.S. Open. I feel like she just ran out of steam. I feel like she hit the wall in the second set of that match against Mertens. Otherwise, I think she would have got through that. Yeah, I, you know, um, well, like we said, this was this was the big girls tournament here. Exactly. This, this is where they were playing big ball. That's and, right. Um, and once again, Muguruza proved that right now she queen. Mm-hmm. As, as long as Osaka stay home. <laughs> exactly. As long as Osaka stay home. Because Osaka, she'll spot you a couple of match points and still come back. <laughs> so she knows about that. So let's go ahead and bounce over to the men. Yeah, we let's do that. Three tournaments there, and we'll start with the. Now, here's the funny thing. They were actually all 250 level tournaments, but they felt like three different levels of tournaments they really based did. upon who was in it. Yeah. So. The lowest one that we'll consider was the one that was in Santiago, Chile. Chile. I was about to say, the Chilean one definitely felt like a 250. Right, right. <laughs> and you know what? Props to to Garin, yeah. who is from Santiago. Uh, he won his home country tournament. Yeah, and that's always a major, major feat. I think they had said it, it had been, I, I can't remember who they said or how long it had been since that had happened, but. Was it Fernando Gonzalez? Fernando Gonzalez, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, and that, yeah, so, I mean, and that's a while. That's, you know, he was playing back with uh, James Blake and them. So, um, for, for Garin to be able to come in and, and, and get that title. And again, Bagnus was coming in with some, you know, he was, he, I tell you what, talk about somebody who, who flipped the script from week to week. Cause, you know, I wasn't that impressed with him the week before when uh, Tiapo took him out. But when he came back out this time, he was like, "Listen, I got, I, I got game. Don't don't sleep on my game." <laughs> yeah, and, and he smacked Tiafo around. And was like, "Get on out of here!" And, <laughs> and proceeded to snatch up on Dejiri as well as Debonis, who are really good clay court players as right, well. Yeah, so right. I, I was impressed. I, that was a good run of his, and in truth. He was in it until that the last those last two games. That last game, you could tell he tightened up. Right. He got tight, and right. but but yeah, he was fighting, dude. That was a really good match. I watched that match. I was like, all right, yeah, hey, come on, gentlemen. And you know what? And that was one of those matches that I just kind of had on TV, and you know, I was just gonna kind of keep one of my eyes on it, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up like you, just really watching that match. Um, mm-hmm. There now the. Next tournament that would have probably been second in line for me was the one in Marseille, France. Yeah, yeah. And this is the one where we had Medvedev and Tsitsipas and Hatchinoff and Umber and Sinner and Nishikori and Davidovich, Fokina, who has just got recently added to my JV squad. Are you playing on the squad? Nice. JV. JV, right. Right, right. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and Nishioka. <laughs> Let me tell you what, this was a very, very interesting tournament because, you know, you had a, you had a lot of people coming back here. You had Sangha in, in there where, you know, unfortunately he got injured. Oh, hurt my heart. Yeah, yeah again. Uh, you had Luca Pui back yep. uh, until Cece Pa showed him what time it was. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, We've been really following this Matthew Ebden. He's been clowning um, so far, uh, but he got hurt too, but at least he waited to get hurt in in the semifinals. Um, But I tell you what, we had some 
some surprising results here because talk to me about a bear. Yeah, yeah. I would see. I, I call him a bear with the good hair because he always <laughs> got the man bun. He got the long hair and everything. I, I like. I have always liked Pierre Air Uber. Uh, um, uh, Air Bear, rather. Uh-huh. Uh, he's strong on the double squad. He he and uh, um, uh, is it Matut? Not Matut, <laughs> but Mahout. Mahout yeah. uh, make make for a, you know an incredible doubles team. So I've always followed him, and he's sort of been my low key. You know, all right, all right let's see what you can do. And right. he's been trying his best to get out on the singles court. It just seems like doubles has been just pulling him back in because he's so good at right. doubles. But I finally, I think he's finally getting himself together to really to deliver you know with his singles game and i think even medvedev even shared in the in the uh afterwards that he's just like this guy should be you know playing in more more finals than this and Um, see and what he and what he's got going for him is and this is kind of going back to the whole federer conversation again mm -hmm. you don't have a lot of men playing that very aggressive attacking net style of play. Right. So, you know, it looks like these people, they don't always know how to play against that anymore because they don't play against it a lot. Everybody wants to be this aggressive baseliner. Right. 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 And he's got a good, you know, his double skills. He's got a great serve. He has a great return of serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his ground strokes are decent enough to hang from the back. And when he gets to the net, he has great hands. So right. I, I still just have this feeling like he's, I don't know that we're going to consistently see him do it on the right. singles court, but right. he's somebody that, you know, you got to kind of keep your good eye on because if you're not on your game, he can take you out. Uh, I agree. And, and and obviously he had gotten the word on CeCe Pasta's backhand. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> I mean, like, yep, come in on that all day. I mean, yep. he because he was on uh, Cece Pass's backhand like Bashlavili was on his wife. I mean, there was, I mean, they are, he, he did not let air come off of that backhand. I'm telling you, he didn't let air come off of that backhand. You're so wrong, dude. We're going to get to that, though, in a minute. Um, but the news for the weekend, Marseille, was oh. that we knew that Medvedev come today, was right. now going to be the number two player in the world. And how sweet it must have felt to have won the tournament going <laughs> into that. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, it, it was it was exactly. And I mean, how nice to be able to at least, you know, kind of put some sprinkles on that cake uh, by winning a title to get to number two in the world. I mean, that that to me had to have felt good for him because it would have been pretty, pretty wrecked if he had, you know, got number two and then lost. That that yeah, that doesn't feel very well. Feel, no. feel very good. No. no, not at all. Yeah, but okay. no, he yeah he got a hold of uh, Air Bear. He was like, "No, nah, son, this this no, <laughs> no. Do you not do you not see that number two <laughs> that's about to be on my ranking? No, uh, I'm a real singles, singles player. <laughs> exactly, real singles player right here. You know exactly. Um, <laughs> So anyway, congratulations to Medvedev. Wonderful yes. win. Congratulations at, at being number two. And let's see if, you know, he can use that number two ranking as a stepping stone right. to even better results. Absolutely. And Absolutely. we'll talk and we will talk later about what that number two seating means to the French Open draw. <laughs> <laughs> Keep oh, yes. your good eye <laughs> on that. So the last <laughs> tournament we have for the men, which 
you know, I, I probably was the top one, yeah. was the one in Doha. And the reason why it was the top one, because it was the one that Roger Federer decided that he was going to make his return. Right. And, um, I, I, you know, he had a buy in the first round, and then we knew, well, we saw that he was going to be playing Daniel Evans, who had been his practice partner mm-hmm. uh, leading up to the tournament. And, you know, so many times when you have that whole practice partner situation, you know, I mean, that a lot of times helps the lower ranked player. For sure. But, you know, underneath you know, his gear, Roger Federer had his Arya Stark shirt on and was like, <laughs> no, not today. And, he, and I don't know how Daniel Evans felt about, you know, playing Roger in his first tournament in 13 months and still couldn't beat him. Mm. Um, Roger had a great, great performance. We saw a little rust, but the serve was looking good. Um, that whole net game was looking good. That backhand was looking good. What did you think? How did it look to you? I thought he looked really good, man. It was it was really good to see Roger in, you know, in full flight, just playing, you know, Roger tennis, um, all the aesthetics and everything that come along with it. It was just it was it was beautiful to see. And in and in truth, it was really nice to see against Daniel Evans, who plays a very similar style as well. Um, I like Daniel Evans and I like I like his game. I like uh again the fact that they've got that those one handed backhands and they mm-hmm. had a chip and you know, just that creativity that they can uh, they can muster with their with those different shots. I, I thought it was a great match, and I thought Fed looked really really good to the point where I was like, "All right, Fed might just be able to snatch this title." Right, I was and, feeling it. Right, and and you know, when he came up against Balashvili in the next round, he stepped out and took the first set six three, mm-hmm. but Nicholas was like, "I <laughs> I know how to fight back now." <laughs> <laughs> I know how to fight, period, apparently. <laughs> you know, I know how to put these hands on you. Right. <laughs> so, so, so that's what he did. Yes, and, he did. Um, he ended up edging out Roger Federer 7-5 in the third set. But, you know, what I was really excited about was that Roger was like, look, I've, I had no expectations coming into this tournament. The fact that I even won a round, I'm super excited about that. They asked him, you know, like afterwards, like how long did he think he it was going to take him to get over this loss from Balasfeely? And he was like, I'm, shoot, I'm already over. I'm already you know, over. No big deal. <laughs> Anything that I do now is just practice for Wimbledon. You know, I know, you know, people, you know, we want him to win. We want him to win titles. And he don't care. Right. And everything right. that he's doing is leading to Wimbledon. So, mm-hmm. um. Agree. I think he is, like you said, Bryce, I think his biggest thing is get right for Wimbledon, get right for the Olympics. Those are the two major things on Roger Federer's mind. Right. Yeah. Now, we did have a couple of other surprising results, um, you know, this week. I I don't know about you, but I was a little surprised that in the quarterfinals, Taylor Fritz took out Shapovalov. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, you know, they had that good U.S. Open uh, fight. And I think Fritz was trying to just get back at Shapovalov. He was like, no, you got me that time, but I, I think I'm going to put something on you this time. So. Yeah, but Fritz was American, so I didn't expect for him to... <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm 
just not used to American men coming through. So Actually, I mean, yeah, getting some revenge or doing something. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. I mean, not since like Agassi or something like that, you know. So. I, t- I tell you what, though, kudos to Fritz, like I said, for him to beat not only Shapovalov, but then to but beat Gofan the round before. Yep, exactly. That's, that's actually pretty good for Taylor. I, you know, like you said, I, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we <laughs> yeah, the Americans are shaky, but he, he, I, I, I say for for him that that was a good result in my opinion, very right. good result, and. Yeah, he got yeah. spanked up, but by uh, Vasilashvili though, that he brought that power on Taylor. Like, listen, I, I, look, he, I got was, he was in punch mode at that point. <laughs> <laughs> right? He was in punch out mode. He was like Mike Tyson punch out. He was like, come get these hands. Come get these hands because they are what flowing. <laughs> Ooh, oh, boy. Lord Jesus, I'm telling you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm he, sorry. He put them hands on him and sent him away with a breast stick. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you better remember you American. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway. Oh, we go on. Yes, sir. Is that, kind of, is that kind of night, apparently? It, it really um, is. <laughs> how weird was it that Rublev not only had a vibe, but then he Boy. had two walkovers. Um, to take him directly to the semifinals where RBA <laughs> was sitting there waiting on him because, first of all, I was so proud of RBA for, for once again, taking out Opelka, as he should. Um, yes. And then <laughs> But when he took out Dominic Team, I was like, that, that's a really good win. That was a good win, for sure. Very good win. Yeah, yeah. But, it set him but, up because it gave him that yeah. confidence. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I I definitely think obviously that Rublev was hurt by not having you know any matches going in against Rublev who had had three really strong wins. Um he just he just wasn't match ready for RBA. Yeah. Yeah, RBA was like, "Yeah, son. I I I got I got energy and you you you's coming out the gates. That ain't a good sign." No, no. But at least Rublev along with our boy Yep. Karatsev, they took the doubles time. Took that doubles. What what is that about? All right, yeah. two singles players getting up in the in the doubles draw and spanking it up. And let's not forget, Karatsev had a nice first win round. You know, he took out the brother, unfortunately, but yeah, this then is true. he uh, he took Dominic Team to three yeah. sets before he got three. that old biscuit in the third. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. Dominic Team was not today, son. No, no. he was like, I, I don't believe the hype. No. <laughs> no. So, but in that final, we had RBA against Bashlashvili. Yeah. And once again, he still had his gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Oh, Lord. You know, oh. He still had his gloves on. And, He's still in advance, man. Right. RBA didn't put enough Vaseline on his jaw. <laughs> got <laughs> caught, know? right? Right. Them punches <laughs> were connected. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep, he connected on him. He definitely did in that second set. Gave him a whole biscuit and was like, see ya. Sure did. But I, I don't think anybody expected him to win. No. Um, that tournament, so so good win for him. He he he's definitely in fighting shape right now. You know that that he is, and he will need to be because I don't know if you heard or I don't know if they put that out there loudly enough. But apparently, you know, from 
uh, based on where he's from, if he actually gets convicted of those domestic uh, violence charges, mm-hmm. he will go to jail for three years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very, very well. Um, and so, you know, maybe he'll he'll be in jail right there next to Zerv. Mm-hmm. Well, there you, know, you go. <laughs> we got all these abusers out here. See, then, then that's exactly where they need to be. But right. uh, with with that said, let's talk about the tournaments for this week, uh, so we can bring some people up. Yeah, and, and yes. get their thoughts on the, this great tennis going that's on. Right. So that's right. So once it, so this week we have you know two women's tournaments and we have two men's tournaments and and really. Let's start with the women because there's a 250 and then there's a 500. The 250 is in Monterey, Mexico. The 500 is in St. Petersburg, Russia. And all I'm going to say is when in the 250, your top seed is Sloan Stevens <laughs> and the 500 is Alexandrova, there's really not a whole lot going on this week. Yeah. Side. I think the ladies did their thing in uh, in uh, Dubai and they were like, okay, we, we good now. We'll we good. For Miami. We get ready for Miami. So we'll let y'all, we'll let y'all be squads uh, go at it. Right. Uh, we, we have the uh, return of Coco Vandeweghe um here at the uh Monterey she played she got beat in the first round um last week and she's going up against Layla Fernandez who's going to put that lefty swing and and Canadian maple syrup all over her uh, in the first round I'm just putting it out there um but uh you know uh in in the 250 tournament you have in terms of the top 8 seeds you have Sloan mm-hmm. Stevens you have uh Podoroska you have uh, uh, Shang Sai Sai. Mm-hmm. You have Buskova. You have Heather Watson, Blinkova, Cerebus Tormo, and Anne Lee. Anne Lee is actually the eighth, eighth seed. Anne so, Lee, keep your, keep your good eye out on her. Exactly. So, literally anybody could win this tournament. Yes. Agree. Because Sloan got a lucky loser in, in the first round. And if she real lucky, mm. Yeah. But quietly, who's gonna be waiting for her in the second round is Layla, and Layla be like, "He's like, so bring yourself here, girl." Canadian maple syrup is ready. Exactly. <laughs> we might have to get breadsticks off of that. So yeah, man, uh, that's not looking good for her. No, and really, the 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 five hundred level tournament in Saint Petersburg doesn't look mm-hmm. much better. I mean, no. Your top eight seeds are uh, Alexandrova, Kudermatova, Pharaoh, Kuznetsova. I mean, yeah, blast from the past. Pavlichenkova, uh, <laughs> Ostapenko, Medlanovic, and Kasatina. So watch out for Kasatina. Watch out for her. I feel like she she's been playing some kind of. She's getting her game back together. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll see what she got to bring, but yeah. It'll be very interesting to see if she meets Ostapenko in the quarterfinals. That that could be a very interesting matchup. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah. Agree. So that's the ladies. Don't mean to shortchange them, but, you know, most of the, the big women are not playing this week. Now, on the men's side, right. we have uh, two 500-level tournaments. Both of them look pretty good. We'll go ahead and start in Mexico, mm-hmm. where we have – and to be honest with you, I was surprised that the Mexico tournament pulled such a good um, entry list. I, I agree. They have yeah. top Dude. eight seeds. They have Cici Paz, 
uh, Alexander Zverev, oh. Schwartzman, <laughs> Rianich, Dimitrov, Fonini, FAA, mm-hmm. and Kasparu. Yeah. And, and let's and don't sleep on some of them first round matches. They've nope. got some like Quarter versus Marin Chilich. That's gonna be a good one. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, who will lose they slot and they spot on my squad if they don't <laughs> get it done in that first round is FAA. My goodness. You better get that victory, son. And you know that they are actually playing right now. If that match is not over, I'm going to take a look right now. On take a the... look, because I might have to find me a new B squatter if uh, if he ain't get it done. Yeah, um, and the score is... Uh, so Felix, looks like he's about to win. He took the first set 6-3. They're in a tiebreaker, and he's up 6-4 in the tiebreaker. All right, very good. But I agree with you. Yeah, he would, right. Mm -hmm. You know, squad positioning (laughs) was at risk uh, for that one. But I tell you who who needs to watch out is Alexander Zarif. Right. In the first round, he's got that 17-year-old Alcaraz. Yep, that's right. Yeah. That's that new kid. He's doing trying to do some things. And he, he was looking to get him a good scout. And right, you know, Sasha always good for one. So, uh, who, who, what do you think? Who, who, who do you think may come through uh, in this tournament? Ugh, it's hard to say, man. I, I, I don't, I don't know who to call on here. I, I would think that it should be CC Paz. It, you know, if he's playing the right type of tennis, he should get through this draw. Um, I would love to see a CC Paz uh, FAA. Um, battle again because you know FAA had his number right up until uh, they met in the final and then Felix was like oh my goodness I'm in the final um, so <laughs> you know it'll be interesting to see if he can you know go back to owning CC Pass like he did before and I tell you what that top half to me is a little heavier because you got heavy. CC Pass you got uh, Schwartzman up there you got Yep. Um, Dimitrov up there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just say I I think the winner of this tournament will come from the top half of the draw. Because in the bottom half, I mean, Zarev, Rude, Rianich, Fonini, you know, I don't really see any of them. Well, and quietly, look out for that first rounder, Tommy Paul against uh, Milos Raoni. I know. That would be interesting, too. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, that, that is a good matchup. That is a really mm-hmm. good matchup. I'm shocked that this tournament has this level of, 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 of players, given that it's right before the Miami. I Like you said, I'm shocked that they pulled these names. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. They probably wanted to be closer to Miami. Yeah, good point. Which, you know? yeah, yeah, that's um, true. So, well, and then the other tournament is the one that is in Dubai. Right. And uh, this is another uh, solid list. We have mm-hmm. top seeds are Dominique Team, Rublev, Shapovalov, RBA, Gofan, um, Karina Busta, Hatchinoff. Mm-hmm. And you have still like those other people like Demon Yura in there. And um, I think he may have just lost, didn't he, lose? Yeah, well, he did. He loves Chardy. Chardy, man, he I'm trying to keep that good eye out on him. Right, he is playing some good tennis these days. Well, and I'm telling you, a match that I'm going to really look forward to is Karatsev and Daniel Evans. Ooh, yes, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be fire. So, who do you see coming through on on this one? And don't forget, we got Balashvili back. 
<laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Still probably trying to throw hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, it's so um, easy. It's it's really easy. I'm telling you, who I would want to see make it through. I, I you okay? First of all, who I want to see play um, would be uh, uh, Karatsev versus Yannick Center. And they have Ooh. the potential of meeting up in the quarter, in that quarter in the bottom half there. I want to see that matchup because I, I really would like to see who 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 has the best strategy because both of them got silly power. Right. Um, I would love to see that matchup. But um, I, I, I still feel like, you know, Rublev's going to rebound. He's go- I feel like he will come through again. It's a 500, and he loves them, them 500. So I think it will be Rublev. And, you know, team didn't get out the gates too well, um, but uh, I kind of give him a little bit of the edge on that top half. I don't know that I see anybody else being able to 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 take him down if if he's on on his game. What do you what do you see? I just have this feeling that team is probably like, OK, I didn't you know, RBA got up on me last week. I don't have none of the big three here. Mm-hmm. I need to, I, I need to go ahead and and and, and stunt on these on these guys. Right. You know, I need to right. stunt on them this week. So <laughs> I, I feel like he's going to be like, okay, how many of y'all in this tournament got a major to your name? <laughs> oh, that'd be what? Maybe none. <laughs> right. So okay, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go ahead and get this real quick. <laughs> so um, I agree with you, but there are some great matchups that are going to be in this tournament. So people definitely check out the Dubai tournament. There are going to be good matches every day of the week. Yes. So, so Isaac, let's do this. That was a, a great review of the tournaments from last week and the tournaments that are coming up this upcoming week. We want to bring up some of our people to yes. get their thoughts. But before we do that, let's go ahead and sign off of the podcast piece. Um, any final words that you have? Um, no, none that I have. Uh, just for the folks out there, you know, don't forget merch. I mean, you see, if you look on your screen and you see Chester there, that's a brother's own tennis shirt. So just, you know, just, just saying. Um, outside of that, no, I don't have anything else. <laughs> well, and we want to remind the people that are listening to this as a podcast that um, what you're about to miss right now is you're getting ready to miss this dynamic conversation we're going to have with the people that are in the room. And if you want to participate with us and engage and talk about tennis, please download the Locker Room app. It's available on the Apple App Store. I I heard from the CEO last week that we are making very, very good progress on the Android version. So you Android folks, it's coming. It's coming. We promise it's coming. So uh, definitely, definitely um, get Locker Room if you can so that you can engage with Brothers on Tennis. So as always, thank you everyone for listening. This has been your boy, Bryce. And this is your boy, Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Talk to you next week.